0: Just don't keep safe search on if you Google Lot Bunny.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <no> kidding.
2: <laughs> well, keep safe search on if you look up uh, what's the score bunny evolution. Oh. I mean, they're all furry bait okay like ha- have you seen inteleon he wears a suit come on what do you no think Pokemon they were doing they knew they knew
3: <laughs> i thought they have to know at this point definitely that's, that's oh yeah like that's so
0: sad and so true i mean
2: have you seen incineroar i'm just i'm just yeah. gonna leave it at that that's, that's just they that's know. An extremely
0: good point they yeah. made him ripped yeah incineroar
1: can get it
2: i mean that's that is what people believe out there in the wide wide world
4: Hello, and welcome to episode 96 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG Fan Music Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Salvato, and today we are talking about Pokemon, which somehow has never been a topic for an entire episode before. So joining me today to talk about Pokemon is, I have four guests, which is great. Uh, First, we have Patrick Gann.
0: Hey, everybody.
4: And we have Nikki Fakuri. Hello. Mario Garcia. Hello and geo castillo alola so we <laughs> very <laughs> nice cute. so yes we have a full house because the uh, this episode filled up very quickly um i've been doing this a few times uh this the last few months so um once again i'm here to host i don't have any songs because everyone joined this topic so fast i didn't want to ask anyone to leave because you are also excited about it so i'm going to be here and introducing things but you guys have all the music so wow yeah so i think this will be fun um i'm thinking this might come up later in the episode but in case it doesn't uh, i thought it'd be fun to just quickly go through like what everyone's favorite game in the series is
2: Ooh!
4: oh man
3: yeah that's a hard one
2: pokemon black and white for the nintendo ds
4: all right there's one how about you pat um
0: it's a really hard decision but i think the remake for gen 3 the um um, Omega Ruby, Emerald Sapphire. I think that might be my favorite in the main series.
5: I didn't expect that. No.
0: I don't think it has the best soundtrack. Not by far. But as a game, I think it's it's easily my favorite. I like the Emerald chapter being added on for the remake as well. So you get everything in one package deal.
4: Yeah, that's that's a nice touch.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. It's a pretty solid remake. Hmm. I would say, I think Black and White are the best ones, but... Personal bias and nostalgia being considered, I'd probably say platinum for me. Ooh,
4: yeah. Mm, okay.
3: Gen. I'm a Gen Four head. I yeah. I think that's probably the generation I spent most time playing as a kid.
4: Is that the one you started with, or just played the most?
3: I think just played the most. Like I played through all the gens. Um, like I played back in Gen One as it came out, but I think Gen Four is the one I like really poured like hundreds of hours into for whatever reason. I think just filling the Pokedex and all that. I'm um, really yeah.
5: vibe with me in that game. Awesome. Uh I agree with Mario. Like I think Black and White is like objectively like the best set of games, but my favorite one is also in Gen 4. It's um Heart Gold and Soul Silver, the Gen 2 remix.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. I um I have a controversial opinion. I actually I very much dislike Black and White, wow. but I I did like Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I did like that a lot. Wait, so why do you dislike black and white? Um, Seriously? Do you, do we want to go
3: there?
4: <laughs> <All right. laughs> wow. Ex-
3: that might take the episode to a whole different direction. Com-
4: uh,
0: <laughs> I, I will say, like... If not, it's all good. You, you say what you want to say. <laughs> I think if you played both, like, the one and two, like, if you played black and black two, like... As that as a whole, I think is a very good experience, but black and white, like where they leave off and the story that they were trying to tell either, either the localization was poor, or it was just a very garbage story, in my opinion.
2: Wow. Very wrong opinion. But you know, that's That's okay. We can't all be right.
0: (laughs) We can't be right all the time. I'm happy to hold the wrong opinion, Nikki.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, there are worse things to be wrong about. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) you know.
3: Oh my God.
4: Well... We asked for it. Yes, we did. <laughs> I think at the moment, my favorite Pokemon game is New Pokemon Snap. So that's Ooh. where I'm going with it.
0: Yeah, I haven't played that yet. I'm super excited too. Yeah, I haven't played the new one either.
4: I mean, I en- I enjoy the regular games too, but I I really fell in love with Snap when it came out, and that we got a sequel like two decades later. I just I didn't think we ever would, and I think they just nailed it. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, the original's great.
4: Yeah, I mean, I would like, I actually wouldn't mind if they like kept adding on to it. I don't think at this point they're going to, but it's, you know, thinking about the fact that the first one came out back when there was only one generation of Pokemon um, and like how much more they could do and have done with the new game. Um, I just enjoyed it, like just seeing all, the, all of them intermingle in the different environments.
3: That's how I feel about Mystery Dungeon in terms of having so many generations they could work with at this point <laughs> since the last Mystery Dungeon game. So yeah, I...
0: Um, I can see that.
4: Yeah. What, I mean, yeah. How long ago was the last one?
0: So think... Super Mystery Dungeon was the last yeah. new one, and they were at Gen 6 at that point. When they released XD, the remake of the originals, um, they ran pretty clearly, I think, through Gen 3 or 4, and then they had a handful uh, up through. I think the last thing listed was Sylveon, so they got you know the Gen 6 fairy type um evolution of eevee but it wasn't like everything up through that i think it was like gen one through four they had done all of them and rendered the art in that style but yeah if they made a new one um a new mystery dungeon it would be able to include seven eight and nine
4: yeah that'd be fun all right um i guess we can go talk about some music uh, i oh, i yeah. did this thing <laughs> several several episodes ago and i said i was going to keep doing it and i Made the mistake of not doing it after that, um, so I I have it in my templates now for my notes. Uh, so I want to get back to doing this, but uh, I I like it when we have games on the show for the first time because even though we've had you know a thousand plus songs over the lifetime of Rhythm Encounter, it's very common that people come on and bring a game that's never appeared. So I, th- I always think that's fun. So we've had several Pokemon tracks and games on past episodes. But three, is it three? Yeah. So three of the games today have never been on. Um, it's not a major spoiler if you're looking at the track list, but I will say that we have a track today from Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness, Pokemon Masters EX, and Diamond and Pearl. I'm actually really surprised Diamond and Pearl never made it on here.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So,
4: yeah. So those those tracks today are the first time the game's ever been on. So I am happy we have them. So, um, we're going to get started now. Uh, Mario, you have our first Pokemon track today.
3: Yes, I do. Um, all right, I'll go ahead and dive in. So, yeah, we're going to start us off with Goldenrod City, which is from Gen 2, um, Gold and Silver. And, yeah, I just brought this song because of just it's one of the most like nostalgic songs for me. And, yeah, it's a very happy, upbeat song, and I hope you all enjoy
0: it.
4: All right. And after that, Pat, you have our first or your first song today.
0: Yeah, I also went with uh, an upbeat track uh, from a generation much further into the future. I have the song Lively Lily from Pokemon Sun and Moon.
4: How convenient that we had two upbeat tracks paired together in this first block. Yeah, that that so, wasn't done intentionally. No, yeah. it's almost like we planned this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <I know.
1: laughs>
4: All right, let's go listen to Golden Rod City from Pokemon Gold and Silver and Lively Lily from Pokemon Sun and Moon.
3: Yeah, I chose Golden Rock City. It's a very simple tune, but it's very cheerful and I thought it'd be great to add some like recognition of like the town music that Pokemon has, because um, we're definitely going to be diving in a lot into battle music later on in the episode, but um, yeah, I thought that this would be a really cool way to balance out sort of the town themes of Pokemon as well, and also it's just so nostalgic for me. I feel like I prefer this version to like the remake version from Heart Gold, Soul, Silver, um, And I think that might just be predominantly based on nostalgia, but I don't know. It's just, this makes me think of um, playing Pokemon as a kid and that sort of like magical feeling of that. But yeah, it's very upbeat, very classic. Makes me think of Gen 2 instantaneously.
0: Yeah. Regarding the remakes, you know, I think when you, when you try to up, upgrade um, a chiptune from like Game Boy or Nintendo um, up a generation, especially on Game Boy Advance or DS, um, it's a really hard translation, and I found like especially for like comparing Gold and Silver to Heart Gold Soul Silver, I often com- uh, find myself preferring the original Game Boy music. Um, also, regarding this pick, I think Golden Goldenrod City among the various town themes in Gold and Silver, um, I think it's. It might not be the most, like, popular or famous one, but for me, it's the most memorable one. Um, it has, yeah, the n- the nostalgic weight that it carries is really strong, and I only played this game in the last year, so... Like, for the first time.
1: <laughs> but I,
0: like, I still feel it, you know? Yeah,
3: no, for sure. It just has that, like, in the song as well, on on top of, like, the nostalgia factor of, like, me playing it as a kid. It also just sounds like a nostalgic song. It has that sort of whimsical whimsical nature to it.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
5: I associate it with like um dying to the milk tank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with the yes. milk tank,
5: yeah.
3: Yeah. I also I, I hatching s- eggs, like running up and down just to hatch that first egg, yeah.
1: True.
2: <laughs> I like how the um the original has that like on beat tempo, which to me kind of like matches that desaturated tile set like classic pokemon uh sugimori art was all that really desaturated watercolor and Mm -hmm. as the series goes on it becomes more uh saturated not only sugimori's art but all the new artists they've brought on and like the graphics of the games also kind of um uh reflect that and i feel like when i think about the uh Heart, Gold, Soul silver Goldenrod City being a uh, off beat it kind of gives me that sense uh, of like well it's it's more saturated now it's literally more lively. you also have the running shoes so you can literally hop skip and jump around whereas like the original um, Goldenrod City it almost feels like you walk in time to the beat because it's on beat and I, I think it's uh, I, I think it's fascinating. It's interesting to me. Ooh.
4: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. A really good insight. It is. It is. It, it would change your perspective. Maybe that's maybe that's why you guys didn't feel so strongly about the remake,
0: right? In some ways. Yeah, I think contextually, when you think about the the heart gold soul silver version, it it matches what they were doing in the remake better. But yeah, yeah, there was a reason why they changed it up the way they did. Gosh darn, Nikki, you're so smart.
2: Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, the other thing too, though, that I like, I will give points to the remake Goldenrod City, is that the um, the bike theme is still essentially the same and on beat, so you basically get both, whereas in the originals, the bike theme is essentially just a sped-up version still on beat. So there is some, some value here. Even if, uh, I mean, like... Gen 2 Crystal version was my first video game I ever played, so it's also very nostalgic for me. But there's there's some merit to the to the remake version.
3: Yeah, like Patrick was saying, it very much does like fit into what the remakes were doing more. But um, yeah, no, definitely, I see that.
4: Yeah. All right, I think we're ready to move on, Pat.
0: You know, Lily uh, is, in my opinion, you know these, you know when you play these games, there's this hard question from a story perspective to ask yourself right are you the player the protagonist like are you like the actual central character of the story or is that character you follow around all the time the actual central character of the story and i feel like for sun and moon like for me lily is my hero um for a lot of reasons um lily's theme actually appears three times on the sun and moon soundtrack which I actually finished drafting a review for and will come out sometime before or after this podcast um, as we see fit. But I've been studying the soundtrack and I love that Lily's theme has a standard version, this upbeat, lively version, and I think near the end there's like a like a more subdued, sorrowful version. And, you know, Lily as a character undergoes a bit of a transformation herself, first kind of just being something of a a wanderer who who also has some position of privilege that she didn't ask for. Um, but seems very averse to becoming a Pokemon trainer. Um, but it does not stay that way for her. And I just love her and Nebby so much. And I think the lively version of her theme where she's, she's feeling upbeat. She's traveling the islands of Alola feeling good. Um, I just love the whole Sun and Moon soundtrack, but Lily as a character theme, um, you know, often when you think of character themes with these games, you think of a character you're about to battle, so they'll have a character theme and then the versus theme. And it's not that case for Lily. Um, she's It's just like a good character theme, which I think this franchise doesn't have enough of partially because there's not reason to write music like that. Um, and so... I don't know. She just makes me happy.
5: That's so true. I can't think of any, like, other character that has, like, their own, like, motif aside from, like, looker. So Lily's, like, kind of unique in that way. So, and yeah. This theme, this version of her theme is really, really, really good, I think. Like, um, I need to compare it with, like, the original version of Lily's theme, but like, um, it brings back memories of, like, seeing Lily, like, kind of open up and, um, blossom into like away from her mom and stuff and yeah it, it, it's nice <laughs> it's just really really good
0: yeah it suggests growth it kind of makes me think of like the iconic moment where like Garnet cuts her hair in FF9 like like these, these people grow and change and, and I think you know story isn't always like the highest point of interest in a Pokemon game but I think in Sun and Moon they did they tried really hard with it and in my opinion I think they did well and Lily is like the example of that for me. And I don't think, you know, with, without the music, I don't think it would have sold as well. Like in my mind, in my heart. I'm getting expressive about this. <laughs> yeah, no, I love me
3: a character theme that grows with the character. Um, yeah, I think this is a really solid, solid demonstration of that. Yeah, Pokemon isn't really a series that um, is like regarded for its story, I guess. But I don't know, I really like Sun and Moon's story. I feel like, um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, a lot of people don't, aren't that into it, I guess, but I don't know. I think this is a really great highlighting of that with Lily's character.
5: Yeah, for me, like, there's a lot I don't like about Sun and Moon, but I like the story. Like, it's like, it's Bizarro Land, like, the story's, like, kind of, like, the best part of Sun and Moon.
2: I feel really bad saying this. Uh, <laughs> as, as someone who really cares about Pokemon stories, I really didn't like Sun and Moon. But... But credit where credit is due. I do appreciate the fact that Lily's theme does transform along with her throughout the game. I can think of another character who does this. I won't name names, um, but I do like when they do that. And I do think that that is um, an effective use of their quote unquote music space. Because yeah, like as the character changes, you want to hear that reflected in in the music, right? Like in, in Lively Lily, the pizzicato and the chimes, they feel very, like, Lily to me. This is, like, how Lily kind of is innately, but then when they start bringing in, like, the extra instruments uh, partway through, that's kind of indicative of her change and how she starts to become... A little more independent, so that is really appreciated.
0: No doubt, no doubt.
4: Well, My uh, when I started writing down notes for this, I started writing down how uh, I thought it was. I, I liked it because I don't know Lily, but I did like the fact that this song has this like tropical island feel. And then I looked up which game it's from, and then I realized that's <laughs> pointless to bring up. So uh, I didn't really, I didn't really pursue that uh, line of thought. But not, not just.
0: That's just the cohesion in, like, the entire game soundtrack. They, they don't miss that very often. They try to keep that vibe throughout a lot of the soundtrack.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's great, then. Because, I mean, yeah. it, I got that sense, you know, even though I haven't played Sun and Moon, um, it definitely has that, you know, beachy, tropical feeling to it. So, which obviously doesn't tell me about the character, but that's okay, because you guys covered that part. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're off to a good start here. Um, speaking of Sun... Mario, what's our next track? Ooh,
3: all right. So we're getting into our feelings now. Um, so next track is "In the Morning Sun" from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon: Explorers of Sky. And um, yeah, this song, if you know, you know, kind of thing. But um, yeah, I hope you all enjoy it.
4: All right, and after that, uh, we have Geo's first song. Yeah, um, this one is
5: Fanax City from Pokemon XD: Gale of Darkness um it's a little different from pokemon coliseum so see if you can spot the difference
4: Ooh, a challenge all right
1: yes Ooh. <laughs> yes i love all right. it
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go listen to in the morning sun from pokemon mystery dungeon explorers of sky and Fenac city from pokemon xd gale of darkness
3: so Pokemon Mr. Dungeon has a lot of music to cry to <laughs> and I feel like In the Morning Sun is a very interesting example of one um, like the Lily song we just listened to earlier as well this is very much a song that goes with what the story is telling in the particular scene that it plays in um, and it plays towards um, the end towards one of the last special episodes which is like the extra additional side content that Pokemon Explorers of Sky came with, um, but yeah, this is—it's hard to talk about the specifics of it without like going into spoilers and all that. But I do want to keep this pretty, pretty vague and spoiler-free. But um, I will say that the song juggles a variety of emotions and it captures the scene in particular very well, um, with elements of sorrow, but also like hope, and like it's very much a song that I believe encapsulates kind of the message of the game and yeah um, also the build up to the moment about one minute and 25 seconds in is really hype so that's that's something else too but yeah it's a very powerful song and I applaud the composers for being able to juggle so many different um, emotions in one piece
4: see I didn't know I didn't know it was a sad song I could see it being used as one but without knowing the context I just got it as this really like Chill vibe to it, which I enjoyed. Um, although I guess I'm, I was supposed to also be sad. <laughs> you don't.
2: That's you don't have interesting. to. Interesting. Yeah, you like, don't have
3: to feel any certain sort of way. You can feel uh, however you want
4: to feel. <laughs> all right. I mean, I will say. I mean, even though we were just talking about our our real life bunny uh, off air, uh, <laughs> when I was listening <laughs> when I was listening to all this stuff to take notes, when this one came up, she came over to my chair and just like she likes sometimes she just lays down but sometimes she kind of like flings herself onto her side to that's how she relaxes and she just chilled out starting with the song (laughs) so i'm like i'm like well all right this works out pretty well then
3: that's so interesting yeah for me i feel like it's well i think mr dungeon has a lot of sad songs maybe that's just me associating it with that but i don't know i feel like or maybe sad's not the right word maybe just like emotional and like yeah um I think it's very hopeful. I think that's probably a better word of describing it. But, but yeah.
2: Yeah. When I listened to this, I I have not played this game. The only mystery dungeon game I played was like half of Red. Um. Uh. But my thoughts were like, this sounds about as sad as everyone tells me this game is. <laughs> um. But it has. It does have like this hopeful kind of feel. Where I kind of imagine this as like a cutscene theme after either like like a a sacrifice is about to happen or like a sacrifice did happen, like a we won, but at what cost is kind of what it gives me and i'm like i'm I'm sure that's what it is because everyone insists this is like the gut wrencher game, so <laughs> that's kind of like the vibes I got from it,
1: yeah. Yeah. i
2: feel the hopefulness in it but it's also like mm-hmm, yeah i mean i i would probably be uh putting on the tear shields if i was hearing this in context
3: <laughs> yeah definitely the tear shields um yeah no that's
5: pretty accurate assessment
2: <laughs> all right we're doing it
5: yeah i mean okay let me let me just read um some of the comments like on the video <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of lines oh, yeah. there's a bunch of quotes here like uh, from Celebi to Grovile in Special Story 5, being able to see the sun before the end and being able to see it with you, I'm really glad. And I'm like, what the f***? Did, did, did Celebi die in Grovile's arms or something?
3: Yeah, it's it's interesting in the context of this. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I like debating whether I should go into it or not. Hey, Patrick, have you played uh, Explorers of Sky?
0: Not only have I played it, uh we recently ran a review of this game that's uh, right yeah yeah. 13 years after it's being published and uh, i wrote that review um so yes it is very fresh in my mind and um <laughs> yeah yeah uh, no, right the, yeah it's just the like addi- yeah. the additional content that came with sky that wasn't in time and darkness there was some really fun stuff um but yeah this part it's uh it hits you in all the feels and i know um for those of you that explore the site, Mario uh, keeps Grovile as uh, his avatar, at least in the present time, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's definitely because of the Grovile in uh, this Mystery Dungeon game. Um, yeah, like an incredible character, um, one of the best written characters in all of the Mystery Dungeon Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games. Um, yeah, I don't know, Mike. Can we spoil it?
4: I think at this point we've warned enough that if someone wants to hear about it, they can. Otherwise, maybe skip ahead a few minutes.
5: Yeah, I think I spoiled it already, I think. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's all good, though.
0: Yeah, so the specific details, I mean, it isn't that anyone died, necessarily. It's more like um, Grovile, um comes from an alternate timeline where the world like, stops, like, time stops because of some stuff involving um, the the Diamond and Pearl legendaries. Um, and um, Grovile is the one who goes back in time to, like, try and save time, and he's through you, like, the main characters that you control, you end up doing so. Um, and that's covered in Time and Darkness, but in Sky, um, there's this additional episode added where you get to see... Um the f- like the fight that, that Groville uh, faced on on his side to make sure like this like alternate universe where the the world was coming to an end, that the bad guys there didn't come back and ruin everything. Um, so it's this very tragic thing uh, where like they're fighting to make sure the world goes on, but their world and what they know is doomed. And so. Uh, Grovile and Celebi like their world is basically disappearing in this song like forever oh man yeah so it's like an (laughs) alternate universe bye bye death kind of thing
2: oh man wow that's deep yeah
3: and the hope is for like the future that they saved or like the future that the main character comes from yes it's gonna like continue on so yeah that's why yeah I feel like this song does a good job of doing that but yeah it's also kind of a lot to explain so I was like I don't know However, I think Patrick did a really good job.
2: You just explained the plot of Fire Emblem Awakening, so no worries.
0: (laughs) Which also, when you said uh, emotional song from a game, um, that song from Fire Emblem Awakening, Don't Say Her Name. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's another powerful one about a character who dies.
2: Yeah, and there's like a dragon in Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, I get it. It's the same game. I got it. I gotcha. B- <laughs> right. They're
0: basically I, the same it. game. They're basically the same yeah,
2: game. Yeah, let's go.
0: I wanted to note real quick about the music. Um, so none of the Mystery Dungeon games have published soundtracks, but every single game has reliably had a sound test menu, where as you go through the game, it unlocks more songs. So by the time you finished it, you have the whole soundtrack available to you there's a lot of reused music from the first game all the way through to the current ones and uh even so there's over like there's like over a 100 songs minus jingles like they're big soundtracks and the team behind these soundtracks is um a company called noisy croak led by hideki sakamoto and um they do really good work if anyone remembers that psp game um Oh gosh, I can't remember the name. In in Japanese it's like Mugen Kairo, the Infinite Corridor. It's that perspective shifting one that's black and white and you make the guy walk from like one thing to another. Oh my gosh, what's the name of this game? Mike, help me out.
4: I I, I I'm not sure.
0: <laughs>
4: Based on that description, I'm not sure. <laughs> it
0: kind of looked like Monument Valley, but it's all black and white except like these there's like a little guy who auto walks and you shift the perspective to like allow him to like walk in places where it shouldn't be possible to walk
4: oh oh boy
0: echo chrome yes echo chrome and echo shift hideki sakamoto and his team did like all of those really cool string quartet pieces that's who they are uh so their team is awesome and they've done like pretty much all the music for all the mystery dungeon games and so those games have they have a different feel in terms of like their soundscape and their style compared to the mainline Pokemon games, but uh, they still fit with the visuals and the combat and the story. It fits everything really well, and I just, I really love these soundtracks, and I wish they would get retail publication. You'll hear me complain about that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Mystery Dungeon soundtracks are bangers.
5: Sounds like I need to play them finally. Um, I've only ever played, like, the Shire and the Wanderer games, and... I need to branch out.
0: Yeah, the Pokemon games are a lot more accessible. They're they're like less punishing and have better, like objectively better storylines. Like they're very interesting, and I love sharing the Wanderer. So keep that in mind.
2: Wow, you know what else is interesting? Fennac City. Cool transition.
0: Cool transition. (laughs) That's a good transition.
2: Yeah.
0: Geo, tell us about Fennec City.
5: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, listeners, did you spot the difference? um, It's just, like, um, so, I mean, aside from, like, they kind of, like, remastered the track, kind of, they also um, added, like, a small interval so that, um, like, oh, you were expecting a loop? Like, no, 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 they do something else. Like, it's like a, uh, because, like, the, the song is, like, it transitions from, like, this glittery string, you know, string section to a, like a, I don't know, a cowboy western <laughs> dance thing. Or actually, it kind of reminds me of like um, "Come On, Eileen," like the song, for some reason. So.
0: Um, oh no! I can hear it now that you're saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear that too.
5: Yeah, and um, I think what Sukasa Tawada did, like, was he 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 knew that people were weren't gonna expect like something new to the song, and like so he added like a little bit, and it's nice like it keeps it fresh like when you when you listen to it um and yeah this is actually just one of my favorite songs for pokemon XD, like in general it's i don't think um like because like a lot of songs in pokemon kind of are just like that one thing like they're not the kind of monotonous in a way not in a bad way but like this one like there's more to it like the, it it evolves and that's why I like it so much. Yeah. I see what you did there.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: I get it
2: because Pokemon evolve.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you.
2: (laughs) Oh, I love this. I love this. uh, I love this track. This is a good track. I, even in the original, I love how it goes from those like calm, but kind of like a, like clean sounding uh, strings into the, uh, Harmonica, because that's 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 what Ore is all about, right? In the original um, uh, Colosseum, which I remember a little bit better than XD, Fenach City, and like the forest area where you purify your Pokemon. Those are like the only two like neat places. The rest of it is really like grungy and gritty, but it has that like they use the harmonica so much. So it's really nice that like Fenach City still has it. Because it's like, yeah, okay, this is consistent with the rest of the region, right? Just because it's, uh, you know, more pristine doesn't take it away from, from the rest of Ore. But what I really like is, like, what you already brought up. That it has that extra, like, flute solo and harmonica solo leading into the loop compared to the original. But what is so clever is that they add extra flutes right before the harmonica comes in. So the listener is like subconsciously prepared for the flute solo that comes in later. That is new to the XD version. Oh, it's so good. Love it. Absolutely yeah. great fun uh fun fenac time. Yeah, so
5: you put it so well. It's
2: so oh, good. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's really neat that it's not so much as an arrangement as it is an extended composition. It's like, here's the song. Oh, but like a Billy Mays moment, but wait, there's more. <laughs> um, yeah, it is really cool. I also think we should know, I mean, not everyone who's listening may be familiar with like the different, um, regions and all the Pokemon games, but the Ore region, uh, which is not part of like any of the, like the main series games, but was specific to Coliseum and XD. Um, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but it's supposed to be, like, American West, American Southwest, like, like with the uh, building of railroads and early Industrial Revolution. Um,
2: yeah. I that's correct. I want to say it's... Uh,
0: like, isn't it patterned after, like, parts of Arizona? And, like, I was going to say
2: Arizona, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, like, Phoenix City is almost like Phoenix. I, yeah, I it's think, Phoenix. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so it's, like... Um, if, right, if you think about, like, that region of America, late 1800s, early 1900s, like, the song's, like, in the same way that I, what I love about the Sun and Moon soundtrack for, like, capturing a lot of the spirit of what we associate with Tropical Island. Like, I feel like um, Fennec City, like, does something very cool there, and it feels very right. And also, and, you know, people can make fun of me for this, but one of my favorite movies that has that uh, similar sound of that, is uh, American Tale 2, Fievel Goes West. Uh, <laughs> the animated film with a mouse. Um, hey, there's nothing
4: wrong with those movies.
0: Those movies are freaking great. I,
4: am, I, I will support you if anyone complains about that.
0: The, that soundtrack is a personal favorite. And I feel like, um, you know, not necessarily like the the fiddle sound or like necessarily like what we would associate with a saloon, but a lot of what I like about the Fennec City soundtrack or the song specifically the XD version with the flute and a, a little more liveliness to it uh, is what I imagine about like um, like a town starting to grow and boom in the face of like a desert all around it
5: yeah uh, like and you know like I was kind of like um, thinking whether to pick this song or like another song or uh, Real Gum tower from Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. From both songs, And I love that song too. It's incredible. And, and I, I like it because of like the context that it plays like in Colosseum. It's like, it's actually like the final dungeon of the game, if I remember it. And it's so cheerful and it's, it's so, uh, it's so good that it's like, it's like that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. Genius sonorities, composers are top notch. Um, they did the uh, Pokemon Troze and Battle Troze, um soundtracks as well, and those are just bangers all around. Like yeah. Genius Sonority, they live up to their name. They, their music is fantastic. <laughs> all yeah. So it. good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can good literally
2: just listen to the entire Coliseum soundtrack, just like from start to finish. It's so good.
3: Yeah, oh, the battle music for that game so great too. Oh um, yes. Yeah. Even for just like random grunts and yeah, it's just a great, great soundtrack. Um, yeah. And one more thing I wanted to say about um, Fennec City real quick um, is that yeah, I didn't even realize that that extended part of the song wasn't like in *Coliseum*. in terms of like my memory. <laughs> like the fact that like that's the version of Fennec City that I remember, it's like oh that's what Phoenix City sounds like. I just retroactively assumed that that was in *Coliseum* as well but after having played both games. So that's funny. Um, but yeah, no, that's I guess that's how much more um or how much more that song s- says Fennec City to me than the Coliseum version did.
2: You know what else is um not a city? A lake.
4: <laughs> true. <laughs> that's so true. true. I never thought about that. <laughs> I never that.
2: thought about that. I've never ever really that, sat actually. down and thought about that. Statement? Wow.
4: Wow, you're so right. Except isn't
3: Sudapolis like Kind of a lake city.
2: Now here, now you see, now that's interesting because what does that say about society?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once again. That's, that's uh, an excellent transition. Yeah. Once again, MVP for most interesting person uh, on the podcast goes to Nikki. Thank you. Yep. So good. Um, well, since
2: we talked about Oris, uh, we can talk about uh, Oris Wallace later. But for now, <laughs> oh we're going to maybe take it a step Uh, forward and back and we're going to talk about gen four instead
0: well we gotta we gotta take a break for the listeners to hear it um so we are going to be hearing uh lake the lake theme from uh pokemon diamond and pearl and that and that's a song that i picked for this episode and then nikki you picked one
2: that's right it has nothing well actually if you think about it It kind of has to do with a lake because an ocean is basically a big lake. And the island of Pasio is an island in the middle of an ocean, a big lake. And who created Pasio? Lear. So we're going to be listening to Battle Lear from Pokemon Masters EX, once known as Pokemon Masters. And yeah, lakes, people, society... Pokemon, let's go home and sleep. (laughs) I
4: I think in a future episode, Nikki, I'm actually not going to set any logical order to the tracks. I'm just going to throw all (laughs) six or eight together and then see how you can connect them.
2: Oh, perfect. Oh, I like that idea. I wasn't sure how these
4: two connected. I didn't think they would, but you made it work.
2: Yay. I'm glad.
4: Let's go listen to Lake from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and Battle Lear from Pokemon Masters EX.
0: everybody those were two wonderful songs let's start by talking about lake also known as the lake theme on youtube because that's how youtube likes to name things this is from pokemon diamond and pearl you can hear an upgraded version of it on pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl but this is the original version from the ds that we were listening to composed by go ichinose who has been the lead composer um for most Pokemon games since Gen 3 or 4, I think. Um, and the lake theme is awesome for two reasons. One is that uh, it has one of the most chill vibe anti-melodies ever. Uh, like, that, just that uh, descending... It's not really a melody. It's more like a decorative effect. Um, and it's awesome. But the second thing is uh, Lake Theme does a fun little thing called metric modulation. Um, which is where you change from one time signature to another, but you don't change the tempo. You don't change the beat. But So it's just like you were counting in six, and then all of a sudden you start counting in eight, but you never change what that pulse is. And so the a to the b part of this song does that and if you want to understand that better um a couple months ago we actually had the pleasure of interviewing uh a guy who goes by the name 8-bit and he runs a youtube channel called 8-bit music theory he has an entire episode on what metric modulation is and focuses exclusively on this lake-themed song from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. So you'll find a uh, link to that video in the show notes. Highly recommend everyone watch it. You'll learn a ton about music theory, and you'll listen to one of my favorite songs from this entire franchise.
2: It is a very cool song. Cool because it sounds like winter. Like Sinnoh.
0: Nice. Yay, Hokkaido.
2: Yeah. I also feel like the the upbeat segment that leads into the loop is also like very Sinnoh-like. There are a lot of uh, diamond, pearl, platinum tracks that do that kind of thing, and it's a it's it's a very nice like indicator. Like, oh, I know where we are. I don't need the map to know. I'm in the cold world. Neat. I, I think this is a really good like. This is a Sino song, and I like that it is very recognizable as such.
5: Yeah, it's quintessential Sino, and I never noticed the metric modulation thing before, and now it's it's a much more interesting song now that i know about that incredible
0: yeah once you notice it and like it's been pointed out to you that it's there you'll never like unnotice it and it's great it makes you love the song that much more
3: yeah it's just a beautiful theme um i feel like yeah lake theme's definitely up there for me as well in terms of one of my favorite songs from the franchise and yeah like hearing it in um or like hearing kind of the rendition of it or parts of it in Legends Arceus recently just got me nostalgic for Gen 4 again, but um, yeah, no this is a really great song.
4: I feel like I know the song, but I don't know why because... that good. <laughs> Did you play Legends? Yeah but not not a whole lot yet it's just okay. weird because I, I don't know if I maybe I just heard it in some other playlist, but it came up and I'm like, oh, I know this, but I don't know why I know it. It's just, I guess it's just that catchy um, and it just got stuck in my head that immediate Maybe I just think I know it from somewhere.
2: I mean, if you are familiar with any other like uh, syno location tracks, it could be like catching those similarities.
0: Maybe so, yeah.
4: Because
2: the syno music is very, very cohesive mm, okay. in that way.
0: Yeah, I agree, uh, especially when it in the B section where it, where it cuts to the straight four instead of the six eight. Um, that very much feels like a lot of the other roots and town themes. Like it's very built for it.
2: Yeah, it really, like, reminds me of those, like, northern, like, all-white, all-snow blizzard routes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yes, mm. absolutely.
2: A very cool song.
0: Hey, you know what's even cooler, Nikki? What? Cool songs from Pokémon Masters EX.
2: Oh my god, that's true. Wow. Have you heard of Lear? He's a cool guy. He's the owner and king and creator of Pasio. And his Battle theme from Pokemon Masters EX, once known as Pokemon Masters, is one of the original uh, compositions for the game. Um, in a game that is predominantly remasters, remixes, arrangements, um, uh, the Battle leer theme is a completely new song for a completely new character, and I love it. Uh, it's got lots of fun brass that really captures his uh, attitude, um, but I love how it transitions into this uh, violin solo, which is uh, it has like this regal feel to it, which also fits his character. But it, it feels a smidge more humble than um, than uh, than the brass does. Um, I really love it. Um, Pokemon Masters really really has a fantastic story uh, the way it handles the, the main series characters and its original characters is so good um, King Lear has a really really great character arc and uh, it just uh, this song really I feel captures all the facets of his uh, character of like well he's, he's a bit stuck up but he he really wants things to be uh, as good as they can for everyone else's sake, not just his own. And it's just a great battle song to jam out to on top of all of that. Uh, and it's it's really great that um, we can get a, a fantastic original uh, song piece out of Masters, not just fantastic uh, arrangements.
0: Yeah, I think this is a really important point that. know a lot of these gotcha games that take an entire franchise and push everything together your soundtracks are going to primarily be um, direct lifts or remasters and arranges from all the other different games Um, but then they tend to insert whatever that game's original characters and original plot is and have a couple of original musical themes and I think it's really important from a development standpoint those original themes uh, really stick the landing, not just in terms of catching the listener uh, and like making them like it, but also fitting um, again sort of the soundscape of the franchise. So in the case of Pokemon, you know the the battle themes in Pokemon have always been very fascinating to me, and um, I think what I like most about uh, King Lear's battle theme is uh the b section uh like you said the violin part um it's it really stands out as something um like a little different a little like i'm not used to hearing this uh with most pokemon battle themes um but um the whole song from like a harmonic chord progression kind of structural approach feels very much like a pokemon battle theme so you get this layer that you wouldn't expect, that feels really good, and I imagine matches the character well. Um, but then the rest of the song, it's like, okay, I'm still definitely jamming out to a Pokemon battle theme, even though there's something cool and different going on. Um, and the only thing other one, only other thing I want to say is, interesting choice that they named him King Lear. I imagine he's uh, somewhat more likable and less uh, debaucherous and uh, garbage than the Shakespeare King Lear.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just a little,
0: a little bit. bit. A little more admirable.
2: No, he's really great, though. No, oh, I, great. I really a lot love him. Oh, great! A lot more admirable. <laughs> no, he's he's fantastic. I loved him from the beginning. Um, wow. I mean, like he started off pretty obviously like a nasty kind of rival character but you knew he had the potential to better himself and oh he does and it's so fantastic when when it finally happens and it's like wow love it love this for you my man wow
5: Yeah. Um, for me uh, all I want to say is like the B section kind of gave me Xenoblade vibes for some reason it sounds like a Xenoblade song I forget which yeah, one
0: I agree with you <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. That so, fits. It's, it's the
5: one that goes... Da, na, 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 na. I think it's from Zelda 2. Yeah. It, it sounds very similar. And I love that feeling. I love the feeling it gives me. It's very epic, for lack of a better term.
4: I, I had the sense that it, I, that it reminded me of something, but I couldn't pinpoint what it was. I just knew it was something that... I. It wasn't a sound I normally associate with Pokemon, uh, which I, I thought was pretty interesting. I enjoyed it. It has some like lighter and upbeat stuff that I would expect, or in some other Pokemon battle themes. But I liked that it also went somewhere else that I wasn't ready for. So it was pretty fun.
3: Yeah, the song slaps.
4: Yeah, that's all <laughs> we really had to say.
2: Yeah, well, you know <laughs> what else slaps? Um, this one character's theme, who also has a fantastic arrangement in Masters. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about the original. Uh, battle theme of this character, our good friend, the girl who knows the hearts of dragons, Iris. Yes. Wow. Who's
0: who's bringing that song to this
2: episode? <laughs> uh <Whomstiv>? Hmm.
5: <laughs> me, it's me, it's me. Um, yeah, it's Ustav. Uh, it's battle champion Iris, the final boss of Pokemon Black and White two, and. It's a banger.
0: Do we have any more music from the Unova region coming up after that song?
2: Oh my god! What if I told you there was an all-new Pokemon Masters EX arrangement for a decisive battle with kind of the final boss of Pokemon Black and White, that being N except maybe maybe this arrangement isn't quite what you expect oh my god wow
0: are you gonna subvert my expectations i'm
2: going to scream
0: (laughs) you probably are never heard of this end guy
2: he's this guy we'll talk about him after after (laughs) our wonderful listeners get a chance to listen and say wow what a song that's so cool yeah yeah Enjoy Gen 5 music. It's different.
1: (laughs) All
4: right. Let's go listen to Battle Champion Iris and Decisive Battle N.
5: Yeah, so Pokemon. Oh no, so champion battle champion Iris is like incredible, isn't it? Like it's this rainbow road ass song. It's so yeah, I see yeah. that. Like, um, it's for me. I, I for me, I chose it because like it's kind of like this victory lap for Pokemon. Like when I played this so- this game for the first time, I was like, well, this is like kind of like the it stood out to me as like kind of like the best champion theme that I'd heard up to that point. Um, even better than Cynthia's theme, which is the one everyone likes, or um, Steven's theme. I, I just really like this one, and it's because there's so much going on. It's never like staying in one place. Like it's start. It's it's joyous. It's um, aggressive. It's yeah. It feels like a a summary of everything that Pokémon is about. And, yeah, that's why I love it.
2: I hate to say it, but I agree with you. I think this is uh, the best champion theme, either of all or at least of the time. Like, I think it eclipsed, get it? Because, you know, anyway, uh, it eclipsed all the ones (laughs) that came before it. You know, it's so great because um, in in the prequel games, uh, the champion does this interesting thing called uh, Lose, and you have to fight Alder in the post-game. So his uh, theme sounds kind of like you described, like a victory lap, right? This isn't the like biggest threat you're gonna face, but it's still like a worthy final boss. And I love, love, love how Iris picks up from there, right? It feels like she's following in Alder's footsteps. It's not. She wasn't the person you were aiming to beat this whole time. You were worried about Colress. You were worried about Getsis. But now that's over. But dang, Iris is still that worthwhile final battle for you. And it's so good. It's it's so indicative of like, yeah, you know, you you beat up the bad guys. Uh, here, you deserve. You've really earned your right to face the champion. Here you go. Have fun. Have at it. Get out yes. the you know pinata whackers and go for it. It's it's so good. Oh my god.
5: Yes, the catharsis is incredible. She's pretty tough too. Like it's not it's not a capewalk. It's um. I remember her Hydreigon, like beating the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
2: Oh, I love that too, because if you think about it, right? Hydreigon is, um, Getsus Ace, and Getsus uses it as like an in- indicative of evil, right? It's it's this uh, destructive Pokemon that all it knows how to do is eat and destroy, and it has the six wings, like the demonic number six, but Iris takes that and turns it into something uh, more pure and uh, better, right? It's It's yeah. not destructive anymore because she is, you know, helping hone its power for the sake of, of good and for the sake of working together with Pokemon rather than using them as tools. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, yeah. That is good.
2: Let's go. Oh, my God.
0: I think... Um, who was it that said the words uh, joyous and aggressive? That was me. Yeah. that I'm I'm on board with, with those words for this song. That... Is very fitting, I think. Um, yeah, this notion that like, like the yeah, um, like you said, Nikki, like the prize for clearing through all this awfulness is the chance to battle someone who's just awesome and fun and good at being a Pokemon trainer, and um, and Iris as a character is also very lovable in my opinion. Um, so the music. Fits it very well. Um, I will say, I I set up front like from a game perspective. I wasn't always big on Gen Five, but musically, Black and White and the Black Two White Two soundtrack, which like there's huge variance. Like both of those soundtracks are worth owning for those of you collectors out there. Um, But yeah, you're only going to find Battle Champion Iris on Black Two White Two. So, uh, yeah, super great final battle song.
2: Yeah, that's another great thing, too, is that, like, uh, there are a lot of new tracks for Black 2 and White 2. They they make new tracks whenever possible, and I love that.
0: Yeah, tons yeah. of good content.
5: The Colrest theme, dude. It's crazy. It's- oh, oh my still God, what a crazy. cool
2: guy. Yeah. yeah. Wow, amazing. Big cry. Oh, my God. Did you ever think about how, like, in black and white the puppet leader of Team Plasma is like a king right like you know old you know medieval kind of thing and then in black 2 and white 2 it's a scientist and how black and white have the whole like old versus new going on like Opelucid City uh, is really like advanced in black and then like really really old and like classic in in white oh my god it's so good I'm gonna cry it's fine don't worry about it wow
5: and 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 Black and white, kind of, Gen 5 kind of has, is the same thing for the franchise, right? Like it's like the end of this era of Pokémon, the 2D era, everything after that's like 3D and it's, it's different, it's modern and
0: yeah, it's like yes, they knew. it's a
2: big transitional period, oh my god, so good.
0: When you stopped talking for a second there, I was like, "Did Nikki's head just explode?"
2: (laughs) Did you know that, like Alder being like kind of old and then passing on the baton to Iris, the youth, is you know also one of those kinds of? Anyways, don't worry about it. It's great. Someone else talk.
0: (laughs) Well, actually, I think I think uh, it might still need to be you who's talking if we're ready to move on to. The next song because you're the one who oh my god picked this fantastic oh piece oh
2: my god are we ready to move on to the next song it's end
0: time i think it's oh, end time
2: oh my god so pokemon masters ex is this really great game maybe y'all have heard of it um <laughs> so they've been doing um in addition to these fantastic uh arrangements um They've been doing these decisive battle versions where they will, uh, further, uh, arrange a theme based off of the newest, um, uh, the newest villain part in the story. Um, so, you know, Steven got a second theme, Cynthia got a second theme, and there's this one guy named N. Oh my god, so we're gonna talk about decisive battle N. You're gonna say, oh, it's the N battle theme, right? Wrong. That was the original battle end. This is so amazing. This track really, really shows how masterful, haha, Haruki Yamada is. He he can v- arrange these mainline tracks so amazingly. This this isn't a battle theme. This is the location theme. This is End's Castle this is where you're supposed to be walking around and he turned it into a full-blown kerfuffle i mean this is this is a really intense battle theme based off of a location and that's already insane but what's even more amazing is that at around 35 seconds comes in that one piece of ends battle theme with the choir which matches the choir of the castle. And it it goes to show how much cohesion, not only narratively, that end segment of black and white had, but cohesive in terms of its music. And uh, Yamada just, he latched onto it. He said, yes, this is perfect. I'm gonna, you know, combine these two things. And then after that, starting at around 51 seconds, It's still the castle theme. It's kind of like the chordal progression kind of drawn out, but it gives you those onward to our own futures vibes. It almost, almost sounds like the ending theme. And again, it it just goes to show that that whole entire end leg of the game Is just so masterfully executed, not only in terms of the story, but in terms of the music that they use. And Yamada is able to take all of that, he can hone in on all of it and just make this masterpiece of a song. It's, I can't imagine how it's easy in any way to take a song that is normally really kind of slow and you're just supposed to be like taking in the, the surroundings of N's castle. And it's almost kind of calm despite the fact that like, uh, oh my God, everything is like going to hell right now. But he turned it into this amazing battle theme and it's so amazing. Wow, uh, perfect, a-, a million out of 10 would cry again.
0: I don't know if any of us can add to that. Uh, That was like the perfect uh, explanation of what's going on. I just want to, I will say this though. um, There's sort of a chicken and egg here about what's great about this track, because, you know, you're speaking to the cohesion of um, the, the essentially the final dungeon music, right? The castle. um, And then also like the ending, the end credits, um, and like all of that space, that end game space from black and white. Um, and then using that as inspiration to craft, um, this song, I would argue that the more impressive thing is that Yamada took those songs, which have a lot of very different musical elements and worked it into uh, a battle theme that is also kind of a medley. Um, to me, that's the most impressive thing about the song not that the source material is bad. Of course, the source material is awesome.
2: Yeah, he knows what to look for. And, yeah, and he, he goes some, for it.
0: I think the, the 35 second mark with the choir is probably... That's that's the big moment for me. Like When I heard that, I was like, okay, yeah, that's genius. Like,
1: yeah, that works.
2: That was exactly. really
0: smart. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. I feel that. I feel that.
2: Originally, I picked the, uh, the subway uh, boss theme uh, battle theme from masters for a similar reason um, it took Alders battle theme which is also their battle theme but included it just as a little little twinkle within the uh, battle subway and gear station and it's like you you literally took a non battle theme and turned it into a battle theme genius perfect amazing wow
0: yeah that kind of that kind of talent of of doing that sort of hidden layering of other themes is one of my favorite aspects of arranging. People who do that and do it well, I have a lot of respect for because I don't think I could do it.
2: It's, it's so cool because, you know, when they added N the first time, they did uh, an arrangement of his battle theme, and of course they used um, Prisoner to a Formula, his uh, character theme, interspersed in there, which was brilliant. And then when I see like oh they're they're doing a decisive battle and how do you how do you take that even further? You just do something completely different. Wow. You figured it out. Amazing. Wow.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is making me really want to try Pokémon
0: Masters EX. Let's go. I think uh, I think the name of this podcast episode needs to be our advertisement for Pokémon Masters EX.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's, exactly
0: it's, this ad is selling it is selling very well
2: pokemon let's go home and download pokemon masters ex before we go to sleep ultra soon
1: ultra soon
4: i i feel like at this point we should probably specify that uh dna and nintendo and the pokemon company are actually not sponsoring this podcast (laughs) although i would love it if they wanted to but they actually are not
2: dna please please
0: Ask. sponsor Nikki as a human please right
2: I'll talk about all your amazing music
0: <laughs> no doubt wait
4: no doubt has music in Pokemon Masters EX that, <laughs> that would, would be, be weird
3: that would be quite the crossover
4: uh, um well I I had a little bit to say about this one but probably not as as much or as in-depth as anyone else but um I I do like how like intensely dramatic it is because i was sure it was a battle theme but i definitely it it made me sort of think of castlevania i sort of like i'm picturing walking through like dracula's castle with a bunch of pokemon and then suddenly finding n at the end and uh that's probably not at all what what really happens but i'm choosing to believe that's possible
2: i mean that's what it is that's um uh, N's castle emerges from underground and uh, he uh, extends his bridges to you so you can come challenge him. Wow, metaphors. And then you you uh, go through the castle. The music in, in the original Black and White is a lot slower and more uh, dramatic in a different way. But then at the very end, um, N is like, ha, huh, you don't have a legendary dragon. Uh, sorry, spoilers for a like 12-year-old game. Um, he's like you don't have a legendary dragon and then your orb is like surprise I'm a legendary dragon and you catch it and then N's like wow you're cool let's hold hands I mean fight and then you fight <sighs> um, and then Getsus is like I hate you because I'm mean and then you fight Getsus. and then uh, Alder and Sharon are like let's arrest Getsus and then N is like let's go hold hands next to the opening that my dragon made in my <clears throat> castle wall and then he's like uh dream your dream if anyone can make your dream a reality it's you you're beautiful and then he jumps out of the castle anyways don't worry about it i'll cry
3: the game also turns into a visual novel portion with n's full portrait showing up
0: at the end for that
2: part too that's why it's the best game
0: (laughs) i'm having way too much fun
2: right now (laughs) i
4: I love how passionate you are about this stuff nikki i really
2: do Ah, I'm gonna cry. I have a little N plushie. I have, like, okay. I have, um... Listen, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Big cry. I was really tempted to pick uh, Farewell, but I didn't do it, because then I would definitely cry. Also, uh, Farewell has a very similar uh, opening chordal progression to uh, the theme of love, I think, from Mother 3. Anyways, uh, everyone... Stan Gen 5. That's it. That's my message.
0: Yeah, Patrick, even you. Yes. I'm, I'm starting to after yes. this after this conversation. I'm starting to really am coming around to it. Let's go. Ultra soon.
2: Yes, let's go ultra soon!
4: Well, you might you might be converting him, so good job.
2: Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Pokemon Masters and Gen 5 in one go. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> it's the dream remember wonderful dreams can become your truth that's the thing that's kind of what he said
0: that's very end like
2: yeah. that yeah he, he said N-like. something along those lines I just I, I can't remember exactly right now because uh, too many tears
0: yeah you were
4: crying it was all blurry yeah yeah it's understandable maybe one day you'll play it and actually see the line as it's you know meant to be read
2: Oh my god! I, I told you I, I need to. Someday I'll finish that thing, and then I have to move on to black two and white two. And listen, I'm, I'm so tired of researching about Plato, but I'm gonna have to research him more. And oh, so anyways, don't worry about it.
4: Um, <laughs> I'm am, I'm am choosing not to worry about it, and thank you. Instead, we'll talk about what's coming next on Rhythm Encounter.
0: What is coming next on Rhythm Encounter, Mike?
4: Uh, Yeah, I I couldn't say it last time because we hadn't actually chosen what was next because we had our internal staff poll. But um, we'd finally know what's coming for the next, I don't know, six, seven episodes. Um, So I'm going to tell you two today. Um, So our next episode after this, the the name is subject to change, but at the moment it's called RPG Music to Slay Your Commute. Um, So it's just... Whatever people listen to on their commute to and from work or I guess wherever they're commuting to. Um, I'm expecting a lot of upbeat music on that one. So that'll be fun. And then after that, we're going back to do another series episode, which will be our third one this fall but we've never had a full-on Persona episode, so I think it's about time we do a Persona episode. So those are the next two episodes of Rhythm Encounter. That'll take us through almost to the end of the year, and then we'll have one more like around Christmas. So, yeah, I am looking forward to those, and I hope everyone else is too. Um, If you have feedback on this episode, if you have thoughts on those topics or other topics or any other ideas – Uh, you can email us at music at rpgfan.com. You can email me at mike at rpgfan.com. For example, if you're, I don't know, the developers of Pokemon Masters EX and would like to advertise on our site, um, that's that's how you can reach me.
1: Yes.
4: Um, What is the best way for people to reach you, Nikki?
2: I'm on the Twitter at Otome underscore Nikki. Uh, That's N-I-K-I. Only one K. Two Ks would be a diary, and that's just not me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And how about you, Pat? Uh,
0: I'm also primarily found on the Twitters. Uh, My name is Gameodactyl. That's the word game, the letter O, and dactyl.
4: All right. and Mario.
0: I'm mostly
3: on Twitter as well. Um, EXPtoony. It's E-X-P-T-O-O-N-Y. And I'm also on the RPG Fan social medias as well. So that's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
4: All right. And how about you, Gio? Uh,
5: I'm also on Twitter. I'm 10B star, T-E-N-B-I star.
4: All right. Um, Okay. So along with Rhythm Encounter, um, we also would encourage you to check out RPG Fan's other podcasts. Every Monday, or every other Monday, with Rhythm Encounter, we have Random Encounter, which is our... General RPG podcast, we also talk about new news and reviews and features on RPG Fan. So that's that's a good way to keep up with, uh, you know, what we're talking about there. And then every Thursday, every Thursday is Retro Encounter, uh, which sometimes focuses on older games. Uh, there's a game journal every month where people play through an old game and talk about it. Um, and then there's some other bonus and interesting stuff in between. Um, there'll be another episode up when this airs. But um, as we record, they just we just posted episode 350 of Retro Encounter, which is a pretty big milestone. Mm. I recommend listening to the show in general, but that episode in particular was a lot of fun to do. So I, I definitely suggest you listen to that one. If you like this show, um, it would we would love it if you could review or subscribe or however else you can show support on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you listen. Um, that would mean a lot. And now we're at the end. And Nikki has a bonus track today that actually no one here knows except Nikki and me. So this is going to be fun. So what are we closing out today?
2: well you know how gen 5 best gen and gen 5 music hits different we are about to uh go way too hard for what this is supposed to be who has heard of the best game of all time learn with pokemon typing adventure everybody it's the best game (laughs) best selling game yes the absolute pinnacle of humanity right there this music uh the music is uh composed by uh Azusa Chiba, Masaharu Iwata and Kimihiro Abe and this music I mean this music goes hard this is this is like you're typing for your life here we are listening to Emolga's tall forest so while you're here typing names to catch pokemon uh have a good time because wow i mean out of all the games, if you were to tell me that, like, the the typing Pokemon game music slaps, I would not believe you. But then I would listen to the soundtrack and believe you. It's wild in So please, everybody, uh, get out your keyboards uh, and start typing away. Uh, please enjoy amolga's Tall Forest because it's just it's too good.
4: It really is. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, This is a really fun one to go out on. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Thank all four of you for being here. This was a really fun time. So uh, let's go close out with Imoga's Tall Forest from Learn with Pokemon Typing Adventure. And we will see you next time.
2: Yay.
4: Yay! Make
2: your dream come true. He's the most popular character from Sword and Shield. Is he really? Yes.
0: Wow, he's not my most popular character. Well,
2: thats it's okay to be wrong about more things. I've been wrong about so many things. Tonight, it's okay. Nikki. Don't worry about it. I mean, okay, if your favorite is like Piers, who is like Raihan's boyfriend, then maybe maybe you'll be okay. I but thought Leon was. Here's the thing: Leon is trash, and Raihan deserves better. And Piers <laughs> and Raihan. Talk I agree to with each that. Other. I agree with
3: that assessment.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes, exactly. And then, like, there's that one moment, like I think it's in the post game where, like, Raihan like says wow Piers you're so cool and you're such a good brother and you're way better than Leon and Piers gets like (laughs) embarrassed it's so cute they're dating wow oh my god